And welcome back to the season finale for season three, Death and Betrayal podcast. And with me on deck right now is uh, Craig. Uh, say hi, Craig. Hello, hello. And then uh, we've also got Tim from the Isle Horus. Tim, how you doing? Uh, he might have had to jump, jump off again. Yeah. Uh, and Ned. Uh, Ned I'm here, my friend. Ready. Yeah, okay. Cool. <laughs> um, sweet. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, it stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, sweet. So we may have other guests uh, jump in and out uh, as the episode goes on, but uh, you know, we've been somewhat sporadic, so we figured making a sporadic last episode for the year would probably be fitting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, we're just going to like talk nonsense and heresy for like an hour, hour and a half, and then Tim's going to leave because he's going to like an event. Uh, to play heresy? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, 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 Michael's picking me up. Yeah, why don't you uh, tell us about it? Maybe that's a good spot to start. Oh, good, yeah, good idea. Yeah. All right, so um, it's a uh, uh, event run by the Horace Heresy Lodge. And um, which is like a um, secretive heresy organization in Southeast Queensland. Um, but yeah, you can. There's uh, it, it's just for like players of 30k in Southeast Queensland. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, the uh, cr- Christmas breakup uh, event um, down at the Springwood Hotel. So uh, looking forward to that. Should be pretty good. Um, so like just like a who's who of people in Southeast Queensland playing 30k. Um, so yeah, uh, 2,500 point games at a bar, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, so, sounds... yeah, my, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michael's picking me up, and we had this huge conversation because we thought it was 3,000 points for some reason. I thought I, I just thought it was 3k. Yeah. So we had this huge uh, conversation while we were driving around. The other day we went to. Um, uh, Gap Games just across, which is like the the next little valley thing over, mm-hmm. and um, uh, to go to like a hobby store, and um, we had this huge conversation about knights, <laughs> and, and like, oh fuck, we need to use knights, uh, and then just like talking about the different knights, and I had my, I was like looking at my Libra Mechanicum on my phone, just like, uh, trying to like read the rules and shit, um, as we were just like driving around town. Um, and, uh, but it turns out we don't need that. We don't, we don't need them. We, we realized like last night, we we're like, oh, we didn't even need our knights. Shit. Well, at least we know all about knights now. Cause I had fucking crash course, through, you know, however, yeah. However many books worth of shit. Cause you can like some of the rules are in the rule book. Some of them are in mechanicum book. Uh, and then there's a sub, you know, sub, uh, what are they called? Subunit rules yep. and shit. Yeah. Uh, unit sub rules? What are the, what's it called? Holy shit, I'm losing my mind. i got to play in like an hour, holy shit. <laughs> like household rules? Is that what you mean? Like the household rules? No, just a unit, sub, unit subtypes. Oh, unit subtypes, okay. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that's it. Whoa. I haven't had a co- <clears throat> I haven't had a coffee yet. Once I've had a coffee, because like once Michael comes, and we'll, then we'll go and get coffee, and then we'll go to the event. But I haven't had coffee yet, and it's and I'm on the uh, I'm on the bottom of the of the globe. Yeah. Friggin', uh, like Sunday morning there. Still waking up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, yeah. It's only it's seven a.m. It's not like super, oh, it's not it's not super early. 
So, yeah. uh, uh, but you gotta have coffee here in the down under, otherwise all the blood rushes to your head too fast. <laughs> yeah, you slip a little, uh, you slip a little uh, Bailey's in that coffee. In the <laughs> maybe oh, some, yeah. maybe some rum, mate. Bailey's, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, man, you never we're heard coffee. Not, in we're Bailey's. not in Cuba or something, bro. Cuba, it's Irish cream. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Rum, yeah. rum would be the IRA support. <laughs> Rum would be more Cuban. Communism? I, don't yeah. I don't know. I don't know where the IRA is, hun. Not a fucking member. No, we do have Baileys here. One of the first times I ever got drunk was at this thing called Schoolies. Like, do you guys have this where... So, the legal drinking age is 18 here. Yeah. Um, but when you finish school, you, you like, most people are still only 17. Mm-hmm. So... Everyone just like goes. I just finished high school. Time to get wasted for like a whole week. But where? Because it's not legal anywhere. Okay, let's choose the seediest place in Australia. Okay, the Gold Coast, which is like, so Brisbane. There's Brisbane, and then an hour south of us is the Gold Coast, and they have like nice beaches and shit, and just tons of fuck. But it's like, it's like the Vegas of um, <laughs> Australia, basically. Okay. And so, er- so once a year, all the seventeen-year-olds and shit just went to this thing called schoolies week where you just like no one gives a shit if you had 17 like <laughs> you just get fucking trashed and and you know uh do do you know uh uh eat some mushrooms or something maybe Ooh, risky um but uh yeah one of the first times i ever got fucking wasted was on ba- i drank a whole bottle of bailey's irish cream oh. and i was just like whoa oh my god out of my mind. I'm so wasted. <laughs> like when i was like 17 yeah I just threw up my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was like, <coughs> <coughs> yeah, no, I was, um, I, I, I was, I, I remember just like sitting in this stairwell, like in the, you know, in like the fire escape or whatever, the fire stairwell thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was just like sitting there, just listening to the echoes of all this shit happening in the building. And I was just like, whoa, I'm losing my mind. Bailey's <laughs> Irish cream. I shouldn't have drink and drunk all that cream. <laughs> no, you, you, you gotta cut it with like mint schnapps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> oh, I wasn't on shrooms and barely Irish cream. It was just purely the Bailey's Irish cream. Yeah. That was like uh, first or second night. I was. Uh, yeah. Went bad and you're just having like uh, mold hallucinations. Or <laughs> oh my God. That sounds. Yeah. Bad. Anyway. That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the the part of Canada we live in now. Uh, well, Craig's always lived here, I guess. Uh, legal drinking age is eighteen, so I I don't know what the high school experience is like around that time. But I know that I like I met someone at a bar one time, and I was talk- talking with them, and uh, I had only just moved here, and they're like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, I go to school," and I'm like, "Oh, cool. Like, what degree are you taking?" And they're like, "No, I'm in high school," and I was like. I don't like this province anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, because where I'm from, you got to be like 19. Uh, and so, like, you know, your chances of running into somebody in high school at a bar are low. And if you do run into someone at a high school, you probably don't want to hang out with them because they're 19 and still in high school. <laughs> um, well, I mean, but uh, yeah, go ahead. I turned I turned 18 <laughs> before the end of the end of the high school year, so. I was the designated guy who picked up all the booze. We had 
The night of grad, yeah. we had what was called safe grad, and it was held by the parents. Oh yeah, and yeah. <laughs> usually it was held at uh, you know a farm or like something like that. Someone's someone's parents' uh, cabin or something, and we were just allowed to get as shit faced as we wanted, as long as we had a ride to pick oh, us up in the morning. And that was okay. Well, your safe grad's like a, a little more uh, cool than ours was. We did ours at like a scouts camp, like Yoho Lake. Yeah. They give you just enough fucking time between like when you graduate and when you get on the bus to go to like Yoho Lake and stay up all night and hang out to like guzzle a quart of like vodka uh, in the parking lot. So <laughs> I like, we're not supposed to be drunk at safe grab, but you got to get like just drunk enough that you're not like a mess. So that way they don't catch on. Uh, <laughs> and then you're and they do things like set up like giant inflatable slides and all this crazy shit. That's like way too dangerous for a drunk person to be on, <laughs> <laughs> but fun, fun to be drunk and on. Like, yeah. Every year, at least somebody breaks their arm at safe grab. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know how fucking safe it is, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, we yeah, get we then, get right uh, shit faced. One of our, yeah, one of our friends' parents had Safe like grad, party, uh, and it was a little bit more like yours, where they were like, "Look, like, we know it's not like kosher, but it's fine. We'll be hovering around. You guys can come and party down in our place." And they had like one of the big houses down on the river, um, and so we just all went, and, like, got hammered there, uh, with all of us being underage because nobody's nineteen yet. Uh, and the parents like the rule was like you can you can drink here as much as you want and we'll be around but you can't like we're not gonna buy anything for you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he just had to, to source. Yeah. Somebody like an older brother or sister that's willing to buy you you know like a twenty four pack of Labatt's or Moosehead or something. Well, my my friends um, handed yeah. me over seven hundred dollars and were like, here, go pick up. Here's oh a list God. of all the booze we want. And me and a buddy who turned the day turned eighteen the day we graduated. Me and him went to the liquor store, and bought seven hundred dollars worth of fucking booze that day. Nice. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a lot. Oh yeah, that, that, that would have been yeah. a lot of money back then. Yeah, Jesus. back then. Yeah. When was this there? What 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 year was this? Oh, is that ducks? I don't want a ducks year. Yeah, well, it's it's like, two thousand one. Yeah. Maybe don't give the exact year. Two thousand one. Outside the statute of limits. Just after yeah. September eleven. It was just before. Oh, uh, before. Just no, before. Just before. before. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh dude. Yeah. Like how fucking <laughs> people don't realize like these days. I guess because like uh, you know I was talking to some twenty-year-olds uh, the other day and I was just like, whoa, you like don't remember September eleven? Um, uh, but yeah, like <clears throat> before September eleven. Like, you could take, you could literally go to Indonesia, which is like the country just to the north of us, um, and buy like fireworks and put them in a on and put them a carry-on bag, and then just get back on the plane and then fly back from Indonesia with like, like a whole like, like a tennis, like just say a tennis bag full of fucking fireworks, and that was totally fucking fine before September 11th. Yeah. Then, oh no. You yeah. used to be able to just, like, take a box cutter on a plane before and then, too. Yeah, that's true. I don't know why you would need it, like, but... <laughs> they, they all... they, no, they, no one gave a fuck, man. Like, I don't remember... I don't... I, there was metal detectors, I think. 
Yeah. Was it? I don't even remember if there was metal detectors before September 11th. Oh, yeah, we, definitely had, anyway. we definitely had, like, the x-ray machines and the metal detectors. I think it was just a lot more was allowed. You didn't have to take your fucking shoes off and <clears throat> all that shit, right? Uh, I still don't usually have to take my shoes off. It kind of <laughs> depends on the airport. Right. It depends on if, like, if I'm wearing boots or not. Yeah, do, do boots, the only... usually enough metal where they're like, no, you got... Uh, the only place where I ever had to do that was holy shit, and it scared the fucking shit out of me because I thought I was going to a concentration camp or something. Um, uh, was when we went uh, when Michael and I were flying. But when when we flew to Adepticon, we flew into Houston, and then when we flew out, we flew out via LAX, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, so we so we were inside the airport, um, and. There was, uh, I had to verify our tickets or some shit like that. Yes. And for some reason, I just went, oh, yeah, I'll just walk back. Like, I could, like, because we were already in the airport, I, there was no fucking, there was no desk or whatever for the airline or something. I just couldn't figure it out. Anyway, I decided I'd just walk out of the airport and walk back into the airport. And then the dudes were suddenly like, Take your fucking shoes off! Out of the fucking ground! <laughs> like, just yelling at me, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, just yeah. terrified you're gonna end up in, like, one of those ice <clears throat> detention centers. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck... <laughs> yeah, dude. And, like, I've had fucking, like... You know, I've been drunk, like most people. I've been drunk. There's been security with dogs, and they've let the dog jump on you and stuff just to scare you and shit. Like, you know, fucking... That's... Like that, I wasn't like super terrified, but that dude just screaming at me. I was just like, "What the?" F yeah. Like I didn't know what was happening. I was like, "What am I doing? Taking my shoes off, bro? I'm sorry." Uh, <laughs> it was so weird. Have you guys ever watched the show uh, Border Patrol uh, on like History Channel? Oh, no. I have. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. No, I've yeah. been watching it lately, and it's friggin' insane. <laughs> like they overreact to the level that this TSA guy sounds like he overreacts acted to like there was some guys coming in front like coming back to canada from alaska and they were like well, what are you doing up there and they're like oh we're just like hunting or whatever and they're like do you have any like ammunition or anything and it's like no no we're all like you know we used it all whatever we don't we're not importing like bullets into the country it's just our guns uh which we bought here in canada and they're like okay well we better search your car or whatever and so they're searching the thing and they find like one shell casing not even like a complete cartridge just the casing and they're like, what is this? And just like, you up against the wall. I'm like freaking out. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then the episode I was watching today, they were like, Damn. why do you have this like baby's, like this doll baby's arm? And the guy's like, oh, well, it's, and they're like, what are you hiding in this? And he's like, nothing. And they're like, well, why would you need this? And he's <laughs> like, and he just like puts it in his pants. <laughs> he's like, for that. And the guy's like, no, <laughs> you can't. You, you can't keep this baby's arm. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, yeah, it's just. How like, are they allowed to? Because they got strip people of fucking their their possessed. They're TSA agents. They've got like a TV crew watching them. Yeah, but they can't just. Yeah, but isn't that like is that doll's arm um, actually illegal? Like, <coughs> no, I don't think. They just took it because they got people watching. Jesus. Um, yeah, that's yeah. weird. And they, like, swabbed it with that little, like, you know, little swab thing that they have at the airport now. Uh, yeah, it could be, like, the classic play, like, from that, um... Oh, shit. 
There's there's a movie where uh, John Malkovich is this like assassin, and he's trying to and he's gonna like shoot the president. Um, and, and he has this like three D printed gun kind of thing, but it's not. But it's no, it's like it's like a plastic gun. And then he um he he, he has that on him, so he goes through the metal detector like oh no no metal on him. And but be but through the X ray thing, you know how this the little X ray thing. Yeah. Um. Or, or, uh, yeah, he's got this, like, like a fucking, uh, weird, like, um, uh, it's like a, it's like a, a rabbit's paw, like, a charm thing with, 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 um, like some keys on it or some shit. Yeah. It's just this weird, like, rabbit's paw thing. It's like creepy paw. And he puts, <laughs> so he puts that through the other thing that doesn't get scanned or whatever the fuck. I don't know what the, but that's how he gets the bullets in because the bullets are like hidden in the rabbit, this creepy rabbit's paw. Yeah. Um, that's how he gets in. So maybe, yeah, maybe that's it. You got to take creepy items off people. <laughs> like, that's how he was able yeah. to get, like, three. He almost gets to shoot the president with his plastic gun. Uh, yeah, yeah. Man. Do you remember that? And Clint Eastwood is I the guy who's got to, like, it's in Clint the Eastwood's got to stop the name of the movie. Is that it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's in in the line of fire with Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. nineteen ninety three, and it, yeah, that's when it came out. Yeah, and then yeah, Clint Eastwood's like <laughs> Clint Eastwood's backstory is that um, uh, he 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 was there when like um, Kennedy got shot, and um, and and uh, uh, yeah, so because he's and he's famous because he was like on stuff because of that. But then but he's still around. And there's all this pressure on him because everyone's always like, like the higher up people are always like, "Hey, he let Kennedy, he let Kennedy got shot." Um, so he's always got this like pressure, like oh, Clint Eastwood under pressure to keep the president safe. <laughs> this dude has a fucking plastic secret plastic gun. Oh my god! And um, yeah, it's not a it's not a good movie. Definitely, I don't. I'm not recommending people watch it. But uh, I always remember that like creep. I always remember. That, John Malkovich with that fucking creepy cat's uh, rabbit paw thing. Yeah. That must have been like after Con Air as well. Oh, no, no, Con Air was after that. Con Air was after yeah, that. Con uh, Air was like 98. Uh, yeah. yeah, when John Con Malkovich played Cyrus the Virus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 97 for Con Air. Con Air? Oh, I used to love it when I was younger. Later. Wow. Yeah, me too. I went, um, I just watched, uh, I went down the rabbit hole on, like, this whole <laughs> fucking fan theory about the movie The Rock. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that it's actually, it's actually a James Bond movie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I've... And I'm convinced. <laughs> After watching, I was like, God damn it. Like, this is, uh, like, John Mason is actually James Bond. Like, so it's just Sean Connery playing James Bond again, like, one more time. Huh. Uh, but... I've heard, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard the, I've heard the theory before. Yeah, we'll see if I can find it. Send it around, but uh, flying the uh, last time I was flying back to Waterloo. Actually, it was at the end of last Christmas. I was flying back with like my Ashen Claws, and I fly them in like this fucking hard shell Pelican type case, just in like my carry on. Um. And I was at the the Edmonton Airport is like the worst one for, for just stopping you for like ridiculous shit. Uh, I got really mad at them actually the last time I was flying because they like pulled me over for my toothbrush and then the guy like took my toothbrush out of my bag 
and was like fucking walking it around to like get a second opinion and i was like do you not brush your teeth like how do you not know what the fuck this is <laughs> um, but uh the last time i was there like a guy must have been new or something because he was like cool what's in this and i was just like it's just toys man like it's scale model and he's like okay i'm gonna need you to take them like all out and i'm like no <laughs> Uh, and he's like, what do you mean? No, I was like, man, I'm not taking these all out. I was like, he's like, well, all electronics have to come out. I was like, I get that. There's no electronics in this. And it actually got to the point where he had like, go get a supervisor and come over. And he's like, you won't take these things out of the thing, uh, out of the, the case. And she was like, what are they? And I was like, as I showed him, I was like, they're little plastic toy. Like they're fucking little tiny plastic toy. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, is there any electronics in them? I'm like, no, there's not a wire or nothing. She's like, what are they made of? I was like, fucking plastic and resin. And, you know, I put acrylic paint on it. <laughs> and, uh, and she's like, yeah, he doesn't need to take those out. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, 25 minutes. I'm not even through, like, the friggin' security yet. Oh, but, uh, the Yeah, the last time I got pulled over, because I have, like, I have a toothbrush where it's, um, it's a metal piece, and then you just replace the top of the toothbrush. Like an electric, um, but it's mm. not electric. Yeah. It's like a reduced waste toothbrush. And so, like, you know, the the girl is like it, like one of the other girls is trying to like defend the guy who's walking around with my toothbrush and she's like well we had to pull it out she's like because it's like it's two different colors and i was like i can see the x-ray screen and you can't see colors in x-ray like what are you talking about <laughs> and she was like well it's like two pieces i'm like cool do you do you pull everyone over who has an electric toothbrush and they're like no i'm like so why is it that every time i fly out of edmonton airport I gotta stop and have one of you idiots like manhandle something that I put in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Jesus it's just crap. like eventually they just they just shut up and they're just like, okay, like I don't know. Uh, no, someone jumped in, then jumped out. I didn't see who it was though. They must mm. not like us. Yeah. They heard you talking about what you put in your mouth and they just yeah. Oh, it's yeah. big! Uh, it's uh, big, John uh, West. Uh, big John uh, West. Big John West. Okay. We're talking about stuff Alex sticks in me? his mouth. Yeah. Can you hear us? <laughs> yeah. Alex sticks weird things in his mouth. Um. <laughs> Sometimes it's the way she goes. Yeah. Anyway, like that's fucking insane. Yeah. I've like, dude, I've I've always I always carry my models with me, carry on. Yeah. And then um but uh, and then I, ha I have like a suitcase that I s send through the fucking thing, you know, through the system and hope that it comes <laughs> out and I uh, have all my shit with me. But um, yeah, like, but so I'm, I'm always just carrying my miniature case around with me, like, whenever I travel through any airport, uh, well, for gaming, obviously. Um, and I've never had a problem, I've never, no one's ever been like, oh, yeah, I fucking need to pull those out. I'm going to have to look at those. Like, fucking no one gives a shit. They just, I don't know what the hell they think it is, but like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's only Edmonton. Yeah. Um, actually, one of the times we were going to LVO, it was funny. I went, I went with a, a friend of ours, Dan, and um, like I went to the airport with a friend of ours, Dan. I met Craig and everybody else like through security, but like, uh, <laughs> and Craig's texting me. He's like, "Where are you, man? Like, our plane boards in like 15 minutes." <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm still waiting for Dan because we get to customs." And he, he was taking an armored breakthrough list to LVO 2019. Uh, and so he had a bunch of tanks and he like bubble wrapped them and then put like a thing of duct tape around the middle and then put them in his checked luggage and sent the checked luggage into the system. 
So it looked like he had all these like keys of cocaine sitting inside of his suitcase <laughs> um, <laughs> as he sent it through the system. So like we both get to the counter uh, for the the uh, customs agents, and then I walk through and I'm waiting, and he's taking like a little bit of time, and then two more custom agents come and they walk him into a back room, <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I'm like, oh shit, like, what's happening? And he's in there for like 45 minutes. What? <laughs> Yeah, until eventually he comes out. I'm like, the fuck was that about? He's like, well, like, I wrapped all my tanks and, like, bubble wrap and put them in my carry-on. He's yeah. like, and when it went through the x-ray, it looked like a bunch of drugs, like, tightly packed. <laughs> Sucks. Is that how people, like, tightly, is that how people pack drugs? Like, individually bubble wrap, like, like a, like a, like a couple of ounces of weed or something? Uh, oh, that's um, crazy. But like you know, if you like, you yeah. see it on drug movies and stuff, right? You see like cocaine. <laughs> yeah, like, but this, this is real life. That a fucking drug yeah, movie. But, uh, we also just talked about earlier, like the border patrol just taking like plastic baby arms out over and shell casing. We have literally <laughs> not talked about thirty k at all. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen any rules where it says like no. Fucking creepy shit. You can't bring creepy shit. Because, like, fucking, how long before someone, some kid is going through, uh, some airport with some weird hentai shit? And then it's like, no, he's creepy fucking hentai shit. Tentacle porn. Look at this. Look what he's got. Look I what he's got. I don't think that's a how long. I think that's probably happened dozens of times. Yeah, for sure. Really? Um, There's, like, people out yeah. for having weird porn. Okay. Well, right. well. I, I, people have definitely been caught with it because I had to go to Chicago once for an interview and uh, tried to check in online and get my, you know, my boarding pass and everything. And it said you have to go see a gate agent. We can't give you your boarding pass. And I, what the hell? So I get there and they go, "Oh, you got like quad S." And I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" And that was like when the U.S. decided and passed a law where they can just like start looking inside everyone's electronics, like just start looking through your files and shit. So I had to like go through security and like unlock my phone and hand it to them, and they get to like flip through my pictures and look at my web browser and like open my Facebook and shit. And then they like they had me open my computer and turn it on, and they like flip through my files and. Yeah. What is this, China? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, and I was just like, God damn it! <laughs> like, yeah, and and at the time, like you know, if they in like if they'd seen a text message about like uh, you know me like buying weed or smoking weed or something which is totally legal um then they'd be like no uh you're barred from the u.s like forever what wow. the fuck yeah because yeah. um, it was uh yeah it was like a big it was a big worry because they were like our company had actually like, given a communication they were like you go to any canadian like weed stores like don't use your credit card because the u.s like uh, certain banks will give access to the U.S. to actually check it, and if and it had happened a couple times, uh, where someone had stocks in a weed company, um, or they had like purchased weed on a credit card, and somehow the customs agent knew about it, then they just got like blocked or not allowed into the states anymore. <laughs> and it was like this is insane. Like you have several states which legalized this before Canada did. Like. Yeah. How does this make any sense? Bonkers. Yeah. So, uh, with the wrong part of, part of yeah. Mexico. America, yeah. son. Yeah, the moral so of the, the story is... Don't <laughs> smoke weed. Yeah, yeah. stay in school. Don't do drugs. Well, that's, well, John, to your point, 
why I ingest it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. See, I, I, I'm on a like complete hypocrite here because I may or may not have just smoked weed like just before recording this, so I'm not listening to my own advice very well. You guys switch to uh, gummies or? We've got gummies, <laughs> but you know, I don't have two hours to sit around and wait for that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, it takes pre-planning. It does. I just make sure I don't eat for like six or eight hours beforehand. All right. So to, to talk Ooh. about 30K, do you want to know what my secret strat is for today? Like I'm yeah. Just, I'm, yeah. Like yeah. just under <laughs> half an hour, Michael's coming to get me. Okay. I've, I'm running. So I've got 2,500-point army. So uh, previously, so I've got two. Basically, I've got these two 10-man cataphracty squads. Uh um and they're only they're, they're only movement six and they can't run what uh so they're just they? gonna sort of like ponderously move forward and and they're, they're pretty decent because they at least they shield people from just like smashing into my uh gun line however there's a point in the battle where they get halfway onto the table and then it's like oh fuck my back lens being attacked and I, but I also have to go forward i don't know what i'm gonna do and then they just get outmaneuvered because it's, it's so slow so so today uh, or this week, I painted up uh, two uh, Legion Warmongers. So I'm just going to teleport both 10-man squads just, like, directly into the enemy's, like, softest shit and just nice. fucking annihilate with, like, two 10-man squads. <laughs> you know, like, if they've got heavy heavy gun teams or, like, a fucking tank squadron or some shit, like, there's no way they'll be able to resist, like, 10 Terminators landing, basically, and just, like, smashing into them. Especially yeah. if they haven't moved, because fucking you hit... hit non-moving vehicles automatically um legion is this yeah uh oh iron hands yeah iron hands oh, oh nice <clears throat> and then the, the rest of my because previously i had to use them also to keep my heavy guns safe however like like i've got a culverin team and some seekers and some um graviton cannon rapiers but I've, but there's also two dreads in my army as well like two contemptors with conversion beamers so those contemptors are keep basically those guns safe and then hopefully the enemy is sort of like stuck in between fighting like these 20 terminators to the death and then also getting like smashed with beams and graviton and shit <laughs> mm -hmm. that's my plan i don't know uh, see if it pays off well, I like sound it. like high level strats uh, yeah yeah suddenly teleport us all bullshit um it's super risky though you gotta pay 45 points sorry it's like However much the you know the content like it's 160 points or something for the for the um, warmonger, and after yeah. you teleport you have to roll a, a dangerous terrain for everybody as well. Yeah. Oh so right. Each individual Cut. model or just like. Yeah, yeah, each individual model. Yeah. Okay. So this kind does of, that that kind of sucks, but you you get an invulnerable save against it. Yeah, that's true. And there yeah. isn't. There... Go ahead. You get a regular save, don't you? No, you don't get armor saves or Oh yeah. Damage. Is it just uh, it's been a while since I've played. Is it a strength eight hit that you take? No, no, it's like um so if you roll you roll a D six on a for everything for every model and on a one uh they, yeah, they take no armor save or damage mitigation. Okay. But yeah, involved. Cool. Um so I was I was thinking about warmongers today actually, because uh, I've got a model I want to do up as one. Uh, and I want to give him like a power sword and like a power fist um, and I realized that I've never actually done the two different weapon types on one model 
So can you actually, like, if I've got four attacks, can I say two attacks are going to go at initiative with the sword, and then two no. attacks are going to go later and with the fist, or does it have to be all? No. All the only three. guy who can do that is Horus, yeah. that I know of. And I, I think yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah. As far as I know, Horus is the only one that can do it. You, you weren't going to bonus attack either for two. No, you wouldn't. Um, no. uh, I don't think you can actually, according to... Rules is written. I don't think, uh, uh, other than a praetor, like, <clears throat> I don't think you can yeah, give, yeah. Like, uh, like, a basic Terminator guy. Well, he's going to be like too close to You can't even do that with any kind of, ter like, a Terminator praetor either. It's only power oh, armored ones. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. They changed the way, uh, yeah, that, that entry on the power, I'm sorry, the Terminator one is super restrictive now. That's At least it. Gives you an extra wound now, so there's actually some reason to take it. True. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The command exactly. squad doesn't get the same uh, benefit though, which kind of irks me. They've got like a Terminator command squad. They're not nearly as useful as like a power armored command squad. Uh, but no, no, like because they they don't get the same like weapon options. Yeah. Uh, is they're in Terminator armor, and then they don't get a bonus wound for being in Terminator armor. Right. Yeah. And you can't. I don't think you can take them up to ten either. I think you can take them up to five. Oh, that's pretty significant. That's probably the most significant one. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, I yeah, actually yeah. didn't even know that you could do ten with regular command squads. Someone told me, and I was like, "Really?" Like I didn't believe them. I never checked it, but I was like, "I don't think that's right." I must have been looking at the Terminator one. Yeah, now, yeah, now and you they, can. They don't count as uh, characters. I'm not sure if they were characters, but um, no, I mean, they're they just chosen warrior now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're just chosen warrior. Yeah. So, I think they might have been before though too. I can't really remember though. Just the uh, just the banner bearer was a character before, but he's oh. lost that. Oh, right, yes. And he used to be two wounds, I guess, too, right? Like, but he was the only character that was two wounds. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, no. That's uh, yeah, it sucks. That'd, that'd be a good dude to have a, a fucking graviton pistol on. <laughs> Yeah, but it's honestly, it's nice that command squads are good now. Like, I actually see people taking them, which is really cool. Because before, I never saw anyone take them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, you're right. It is nice to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, even even if they just got like one more wound, the Terminators would be worth it. Uh, the Terminator. Like I reckon you'll see more people take take them just because they're weapon skill five. If you're a Legion that doesn't have yeah, some exactly. you know exemplary battle skill five or some special fucking unit that's weapon yeah. skill five, and trying to do combat like it's like brutal. That, that that's the problem with my basic terminators as well. My ten man two ten man uh, normal squads. Their leadership is only six seven. Sorry, seven eight with the sergeant, um, and uh, they're, they're only weapon skill five. Oh, sorry, four. So weapon skill five just fucking shits all over them and then you're just like oh I need fives to hit oh I like gotten no yeah. hits wow I was gonna ask That's you about nice. how you were saying about that block because that is I mean that is a huge thing you run up against something that like, I mean it doesn't matter how many power fist attacks you have well yeah. okay and I don't even have, a, have, have, have a lot, lot. Them, like, but it's, yeah, it's true 
I've been running a lot of ju- like just Aaron in my lists the last few times I've played, <clears throat> and it's like, yeah, they just fucking mulch regular Terminator sludge. Yeah, yeah, regular Terminator four especially. Yeah, they need a fucking boost. Like the only thing that saves them is. Uh, I think like they're cheap. Though, like they're still cheap. That's the thing. Like well, you know, one of these really elite Terminators are like. Oh no! Yeah. I just mean by comparison, right? Like a unit of just oh, yeah, like, yeah. fucking obnoxiously expensive. Like you're paying so many points for all the bonuses you're getting. 55. But, 55 yeah, they're fifty-five, yeah. and then all mine have like combi weapons and fists, <laughs> so they're like seventy-ish each. It's like oh, it's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, and then once you have Thunderhammers in there as well, holy fuck. Yeah, yeah. I'm just building a Thunderhammer one right now, actually. Like yeah, Thunderhammer's fucking... See, that's the thing. It's cheap. That's why I actually think they're pretty good, because that's, like, legit. That's a bargain. 35 points for a weapon skill 5 Terminator. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's just yeah, that they can only get five-man squads, but I guess you could, like, run them in, like, a Land Raider or something to sort of make up for that. Like, at least you can give them sort of, like, a cheaper assault vehicle or something to, like, make them so you're still, like, sort of synergizing. <clears throat> That's my plan. Yeah. They're also in right. line as well. Like, if you... I don't know. I, are I they lying? Any, uh... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah the, the, the standard is... bear gets... Oh, the banner. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So yeah. good, yeah. And I think it doesn't there... it make them stubborn, or something like that. Like uh, it... I think they're already stubborn, aren't they? Or are they? Oh no, they're only inexorable, aren't they? Yeah, the banner does something else. I think it gives you plus one leadership and uh, what does it do? I can't remember now. It's got, it doesn't have a, it's got a six inch bubble. Of, gives yeah. You oh yeah, it makes you scoring, and then I think it's like I thought it was. It makes you scoring, and then anything within six inches is stubborn, but. It's been a while since I've played, so it's a little rusty to remember. So I actually use one all the time, so. Yeah, used to be a six-inch fearless bubble, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but now they're, like, different. Like, it's, like, yeah, the Herald. I still think the Herald has more bonuses. I just can't remember what the difference is between. The Herald has fearless, right? I'll get my book here. Uh, Yeah, correct. I think so, yeah. The Herald does have fearless. Yeah, if he does, yeah, that's huge, like, um, <laughs> because there's the, the, the fearless in the game, like, oh, I just, I, I re- like, <laughs> when playing Mechanicum, because your characters are so expensive, usually you just, and you can only have one Archimagos anyway, usually you just go like, oh, I'll cram my points into him, and then maybe have like a, if I'm running Automata, have a few, just have some Magos. Magos Dominuses, yeah. Some sub, sub Magos. Subcontractor Magos, but <laughs> fucking as Marines, I'm just like fuck. I want all this shit. Like I want, a, a, like like I need more shit. Like I need more HQ slots. I want like six HQ slots. Three isn't <laughs> enough. I would I would probably take like, it's it, I know it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense points wise in or game wise, but like if I could take that many just to like totally pimp all my shit and stack the fucking ultimate rules, um, I would definitely do that because it's fucking shit hot. And that's, that's what the books are. It's just like a handful of dudes just going like, yeah, me and my squad are going to fucking go wreck this shit. And like, yeah, me and my squad are going to go wreck this shit. Like, and then they're just talking over a fucking radio most of those books anyway, right? So, um, boom. Like, that's 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 what I imagine the army being. I just want more characters. Like, remember Space Wolves used to be able to take, like, double HQs? Fuck. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Be- I mean, I'm, I'm so- just happy that, like, HQs feel like they're 
like lower level HQs and Praetors feel like they're actually worth taking now. So I feel like I, I want to take more now than I did before because it kind of felt like, like remember what a uh, Centurion was just like 50 points. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it's a two wound guy with power. Like, oh no, he's 60 with a power sword and he has a three up save. And you're like, where's the value in that? Like, yeah. points wise and Praetors were like 100 and whatever points tooled up and you kind of compare them to like a weapon skill 5 Terminator or something and you're like why is this guy like 4 times more points than you know but it's kind of cool now because the characters actually do feel like force multipliers so taking yeah. multiples actually does feel like there's mm -hmm. a reason for it like it's, it's cool to have multiple centurions kind of spread out through the, the army yeah, well when you get I don't think it was yeah, when when your basic fucking shit's done all their attacks, and you're like, fuck! And then you go, oh, wait, I've got my Centurion with a Thunderhammer. Thank fuck for that. Yeah. And then he just, like, <laughs> devastates shit, like, just kills, like, fucking yeah. four dudes straight up. And he's got, like, or three he just, attacks standing still. Yeah, yeah, or he does, like, fucking, you know, like, six wounds to a Dreadnought, and they're just like, no! Um, <laughs> yeah, that's when you're just like, yeah, fuck yeah, like... So, yeah, I've got these Warmongers, they're just... They're, they're cat, uh, cataphracty centurion but they plus 45 points for the teleport upgrade which also has a chance of wounding you some yeah. janky ass teleport fucking horse shit the thing, um the thing is I've given them really like a so they can just punch just do, do some fuck punching and just, just try to keep them cheap yes, anyway. the thing about the warmonger is though that like there's not a lot of other like extra free uh, deep strike shenanigans in the game right now so i mean it's it is a trade-off but you know yeah it's, man uh, the it's, it's, do have it like holy fuck like yeah I've had um, like Sean uh, hashtag uh, buy a quartermaster. Um, he uh, has some deliverers, and he only has five of them, and they just teleport down, and they have the um, those fucking ravens claws, claws or whatever, yeah, and they're, they're essentially they're like so just Aaron, with, yeah. yeah, just Aaron, but with like rending five plus landing claws. Yeah, um, and they have scary as fuck. Inexorable, don't they? Is it? What it was, those battle hardened? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, battle hardened. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Yeah. They're, they're exactly the they're same. They're pretty damn it's good. Fucking just Aaron. Yeah. Except they're fucking. Well, it's because like, um, they were trained with them. They're minus one attack too. Oh, the minus one attack. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. like just but Aaron are one of the onlys with three. Yeah, yeah. Except these ones, they have like, did just Aaron have teleport built in? Or deep strike? No. They oh, have so they to had... use the right of war or yeah. Yeah, so these guys have deep strike built in. They just yeah. like yeah. went back to the yeah. legion yeah. and they're like, teleport us into battle. And the Raven got no, like, oh. so, so lore wise, uh, it's because most of those deliverers actually went out with the Ashen Claws. Just and Aaron. so the Just Aaron weren't doing that, but they worked with the Just Aaron. And then Horus would use these guys like when he was kind of PO'd or just for like suicide yeah. missions with radiation and just brutality. So he would use, like, because deep striking is dangerous, right? So he didn't want his just Aaron doing it. So he'd, like, send these 19th Legion plebs who don't have a Primarch to just go get, like, harassed. Uh, okay. Yeah, and, that's uh, right. And so that, that's, why they're, that's why their color palette um, on the official model is, like, inverse of the just Aaron. Yeah, but right. the Ash and that's Claws awesome. actually have the same color palette. So they're, so cool. like, a really dark gray with red shoulder pads. Um and it's because they just they hung around with Horus the whole time. That's part of the reason why like Korax hated them because they were still kind of like, well, Horus is kind of like a cool guy. I love this too because it opens up because you know they're they're 
there's no model for them obviously but like it opens up a lot of opportunity for really cool like touches to like tie them with just Aaron. Yeah. Like yeah. my buddy did them when I was like, oh, you should throw like a couple top knots and like a couple just Aaron power axes or something like just something in the unit that sort of evokes that like they fought uh, alongside each other. It's really, really cool. <clears throat> yeah. Well, shit, I might do that because I haven't done my delivers yet. They're definitely good. Uh, yeah. So you guys are talking about like, like all these like deep striking armies, like the, you know, the army that I brought to our last event was literally just like black reaving like massive dnd striking and what, what's the uh, best strat the is, horse. What, what's the best strat is it just should i just land and attack their strongest shit or land and just try and like gut their fucking troops or something because i reckon a 10 man cataphracty squad should be able to just roll like a 20 man attack squad i think right? it depends on what they have for like interceptor and what the actual uh, mission is like. Well, it, 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 yeah, if I manage to avoid intercepting and and you know overwatch yeah. and shit, I can overpower I mean, I, like a. How many points is the game? Uh, it's twenty five hundred. Okay, and what are you playing against? Well, I don't know. You I fucking know. I have no idea. Random draw, man. Yeah, it's just whatever. Yeah, the I mean a ten man fucking Terminator squad of a charge or something is most likely going to decimate it. I think the biggest thing would just be like worrying about, you know, uh, Overwatch and Interceptor. But uh, if I don't kill them when as I well, played it, it was just go crazy and assault. Like, like yeah. very, very aggressive. That's how I was playing. Yeah. My vote is go for the squishy shit because if you start targeting stuff that they need to then turn around and protect, then you're kind of getting like... Yeah, going in their back line. Yeah, yeah. You, especially if you don't have other stuff deep striking, I think that's probably a good answer. Actually, yeah, like I think regular terminators at weapon skill four will will struggle to take on other elite units. Um, it's so going to depend I mean, what the unit is, right? Like if yeah, because like a a ten man terminator squad is like a pretty big Death Star in an average game. So you know, if they're just like, oh, I have like a small command squad, then you're going to probably multi. It, but if they have a Death Star of their own that's all weapon skill five, then probably avoid that <laughs> or a Primarch. Yeah. yeah. Mm, okay. Well. Yeah, definitely don't throw right. them at a Primarch. Don't just, go at yeah. a Primarch. <laughs> the, the fucking maneuverability, like just all I did. Uh, what I did is I was noting the performance of my Terminators over the last like I don't know twenty games or something. And basically, every single first turn, all they do is just go, okay, six inches forward. And yeah. then they just come and fly, usually. So now I'm hoping that they'll be like, okay, uh, and so first turn, just ignore the six inches forward. And then turn two, hopefully they come. And then they're just like, doosh, doosh, land some tactical. Because I was never able to make it, a, you know, those fucking missions where you've got to get into the enemy deployment zone? Like, yeah. okay, yeah. GG. Like, I'm never going to do that with yeah. my slow moving buckets. Like, <laughs> even if they do crush your entire army, they'll be like, you know, uh, the, the, like there's one where you've got the little triangles at each end of the table. Like, fucking no way. Even if they're at the spear tip of that thing, they've still got to walk 24 inches. Uh, I definitely like, think Alex is right to be like, like if. That's your only deep striking unit. The thing that's great is if you are teleporting their back lines, then they either have to turn around and try to deal with them, or if they're like, oh shit, I don't want to go towards that threat, then they have to move towards you. Yeah. So depending on yeah. 
for the rest of your army is it's like kind of like a cool pincer movement thing where you just surround them and they're like oh god yeah, what do yeah. I do? the benefit is I've got the iron hands rules so uh, teleporting in the neg one strength against all of that interception against yeah. overwatch yeah um, and then that's good yeah that's gonna those squads be, because like so I've got two squads of ten one of them has both of them have a warmonger in so the sergeant the sergeant has a cyber familiar in there so he's a two wound dude with a two plus three plus and then the both of the warmongers have cyber familiars so they're more guys with fucking two plus three pluses and then right. one of them also has my iron father in it as well and he's like fucking three plus two plus with a five plus feel no pain as well and and, and then he's a total motherfucker as well and he makes one of those squads like uh you can't modify the stats and he's leadership 10 so it's just like yeah fuck you like blind battle heart shock fear all that shit fuck off like you've got to fucking kill us like with stubborn 10 um so yeah th- like th- they should be decent at just like wrecking up some shit i'm hoping um and 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 actually be able to just like get into that the back of that triangle or whatever just totally fuck you're them. worried and- about weapon skill five too like a freaking chaplain in that unit would be it's oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, the thing. that's why it's because two of my slots of warmongers previously i had a um uh what was i running i was running oh i was running so what i had to give up though to do this is i had my two bang, uh dual grav pistol maritat you can put out fucking 12 haywire shots yeah. so he yeah. was just like a total adrenaline destroyer um and then uh well and then my te- my telekineticist guy my psyker um, so I would, he would be with my Culverin squad and put a uh, and and create a telekine dome over them. So like anything with any models within eight inches of him uh, get a four plus invulnerable. So like that's a huge fucking bubble. So I was able to have like two dreadnoughts, Culverins, and my rapiers all underneath this four plus bubble. I'm just like well, just like shooting the fuck out of shit. But that was the problem. The Terminators didn't get any bonus from that, and they just had to walk forward like under fire. Um, but yeah, I had to give up the bubble to be able to teleport because because I needed those two warmongers. Eventually, what I need to do though, because this is all the pride of the Legion force. That's the that that that's the the issue. I can only take one heavy squad, so I've, I've, that's why I've got like seekers in there as well to make up points. Um, I, I need to just paint some like basic fucking shitbird bolter pig guys, um, and then I can I'll be able, then I'll be able to run some crazy shit. Like I think I'll, I'll I can take like those terminators down to just one squad that teleports. Maybe uh, leave it as um, two, but like put some tactical support squads. Yeah. Like... Well, that's the other thing. Those Terminator squads—they—they're line um, because they're part of the Legion. Yeah. So both those Terminator squads are line. That—that's the yeah. That's, that's, the, that's really the really nice. <clears throat> that is good. Which is like more of a reason to go fuck with squishy stuff too, because you can just kind of like hopefully just tie up a uh, a large unit until the game is over. At that point, kill off right. what's left and then take whatever objective they're sitting on. Well, and especially like Alex was saying, like if you throw that against uh, you know any squad in the back line, and then just force you know your opponent to pull something back off off their front battle plan, you know that squad will last probably a couple turns. Yeah, I think a full squad as well to... can actually deal with the dreadnought. Whereas usually, my t- by the time my terminators get to a dreadnought, they've usually lost a tonic guys. Whereas if, if if they've got two dreadnoughts, I could just land in their line, yeah. crush both of their dreadnoughts, yeah. and then suddenly they're like, oh fuck, there's nothing guarding my rear shit um you give them or, 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 or just hammers. imagine just like 
Ferg in, in a like a, a massive like white scars jetpack squad, just teleport down and just assault it like out of nowhere. They're just yeah. like we're so fast, we're so swift, and then these tele terminators just here we here fuckheads just start like uh, you know Hulk punching their bikes. So this is like only a uh, one unit tel uh, deep striking rate set. Yep. Oh, so one thing I would do. That's, right, that's, yeah. that's why I'm running double warmonger. It's my yeah. double warmonger. Bullet. Okay, okay, cool. So this is what I was gonna say. Like the the big thing too. Like really, really, really thinking about their uh, movement reactions is so super important. When I was oh no, I didn't have movement. Oh, you mean their their movement reactions? So like yeah. if they're gonna move away, right? Yeah. Like if they're gonna just um, fall back or whatever the fuck it's called, using yeah. that strategically yeah. like surrounding oh, yeah. them so that they can't do it or sometimes forcing them into like a bad move because like yeah. i've definitely had times where i've like blocked you know kind of created havoc for them because they like run away so i'm like a little bit further so i won't make the charge but then they're like now they've some in some some way they've like fucked up their own movement plans and like they have another unit that now suddenly can't move past that unit or stuff like that like Make, forcing a tank to move or you know things like that like yeah just yeah. something to think about because the interceptor yeah. is not going to be the only thing people do like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. Mm, yeah yeah and the other thing that i'm hoping to do as well is like i've got this real problem with like people just fucking deep striking um assault squads with uh, just jump pack assault squad fuckheads into my back line and then they just like um, uh, assault my um, uh, assault my Culverin team or whatever. So yeah, it, uh, especially Night Lords players where they do that mass fucking deep strike with fucking um, uh, uh -huh. jump pack fuckwits. Uh, I'll be able to like counter counter teleport down and like fuck with them hopefully. But fuck, I gotta go. Michael's just sent me a message saying he's, he's uh, on my he's on his way and he literally just lives up the street. So okay, um, right. I gotta go. It's but like Merry Christmas. Um, uh, Death Trail podcast, fucking awesome. Um, always love uh, listening to you guys. So, um, and hopefully we can uh, do some crossover shit uh, next year um, yeah, at some really. point. Sounds um, great. Yeah, like. Good luck. Talk, talk about fucking sh games, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hopefully, 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 I can just fucking totally dominate everybody with my perfect fucking strats, my perfect teleport strats. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, I feel like. It's not going to go that way. Right, we'll, we'll see. All right. We'll see. Keep us updated. Right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Later. See you later, man. See you guys. Yeah. It's a pretty good strategy talk, actually. Um, anybody else working on anything crazy right now? I don't know if I'd call it crazy, but I started... Because I have not been active in hobby for the last couple months. Been uh, sort of distracted by other things and going to Japan and stuff work but uh yeah I'm starting to build some stuff build some just Aaron and just build a sweet ass uh Sons of Horus Terminator uh, chaplain and now I'm building a librarian built some Myrmidon Secutors today yeah nice. I'm working on my Dark Angels nice yeah. getting my uh, stuff ready because I want, I know I got to get those painted. I got to decide what I'm bringing for uh, Beta Garmin at Adepticon. That's yeah, what I got to be working on. Yeah, uh, I'm all over the map too. I'm gonna end up just with like such a hodgepodge force there. Uh, although, who are we kidding? I'm not gonna be able to actually play 
I'm gonna be way too fucking busy. Um, and drunk. Yeah, and drunk. Yeah. Well, I was drunk and thought I could play and run the event last time, and instead I was like, Murray, uh, you're about to have a crash course in Raven Guard, man. (laughs) I can't fucking do this. So uh, it it worked out because I was gonna play against Dan because Dan uh, hadn't he had like he hadn't played his word bearers yet, so this was gonna be like his first game with the word bearers. So I was like, you know what? That's a perfect matchup. <laughs> like, uh, you know, Murray doesn't know what he's doing with Raven Guard. You're trying to figure out where bears it'll work out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And who are we kidding? I'm I'm not going to be responsible and not drink beforehand. <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to be just as probably cut as I was <laughs> last year. I mean, that's like the fun of running events when you're really drunk and someone asks you for uh you know, a ruling on something and you basically just spin around in a circle and you're like, I choose this. <laughs> this yeah. is the ruling. Yeah. So say it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, exactly. I can't remember what it was. Uh, Joe and, and uh, JP were like, Hey, we, uh, we want to do this cause we think it'll be real thematic. I was like, hell yeah, that's brilliant. I don't, yeah, go for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, they just took like, uh, what, what they, I like what they really did because I hadn't thought about this when I was making the the drop site massacre, but they included a, they included a rule where the loyalists like couldn't shoot uh, the new traders until the new traders shot at them. So oh yeah, the, right. The, that's cool. Yeah, so the new traders like came on the board and then they didn't start attacking right away. They let the loyalists get further up the board and then kind of set themselves up in a nice way that was just going to make it uh, supposedly impossible. But then uh, uh, Jake's, like, Vulcan just went on a tear. Like, he yeeted, like, a Bane Blade into space and and then, like, smashed his way through, like, a squad of, like, Iron Havocs or something. Um, I remember remember the uh, Loyalist won Isfan last year, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah, we got Which is... I'm not sure. I have to check my notes. So we won. We won in terms. That's of totally the accurate, right? That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Depend depends on what your uh, your valuation of win was. Um, they had had more campaign points, I think. Okay. Because uh, they won on the fact that the traitors had to kill the warlords of the loyalists in order. to Gotcha. gotcha. And they couldn't kill. Vulcan. Oh, that's cool. So Vulcan just like kept smashing his way through like every Lord of War that was on the table, and well, that's accurate anyway. Yeah. So, uh, so because that, that table, yeah, like we kind of did it based on. I'd have to check my notes, but um, Vulcan Yeats. Yeah. Vulcan yeah, Yeats. <laughs> stomp, stomp. <laughs> so, I think that's our episode title right there. There you go. I like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I don't remember. I don't know if I told. I can't remember if I said this to you or not. But <clears throat> so you know, I've been um, playing playing a game every month uh, for Beta Garmin with my buddy Ben. Yeah. And sometimes we get a couple of them in. So we've been playing both Trader Forces and Loyalist Forces. Yeah. And then we did that big event. We did that Horsey Heresy event where we submitted all that data to you in October. Yeah. Well. Um, our plan is we've been playing both sides of this, you know, for so long. And our plan is to, I guess it's going to have to be February. We're going to play a final game for our little thing. Right. 
And uh, we're going to play a two-player game. Well, we're going to play 6,000 points. Okay. 3,000 3, pointed uh, Force Org. But he's going to play his current favorite Loyalist uh, and on a team with my current favorite Loyalist Force versus my favorite Trader Force and his favorite Trader Force. So we're doing a team game with and against each other. The goal is, we haven't decided what the mission's going to be, but the end of it's going to need all of those warlords somewhere beating each other up. And basically, the course of that game, how it goes, that determines which force we decide to bring to Beta Garmin event. uh, That's awesome. For you. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be rad. But uh, we gotta get. That's why I gotta. I gotta paint up a bunch of stuff because, like, you know, the the downside of this is that I have no idea yet which I'm gonna bring because I don't know how this this little narrative thing's gonna go. So I got a lot of I got a lot of dark angels to paint, and I gotta gotta fix up my iron warriors with that little um little pseudo black shield thing I was telling you about. Oh, yeah. and I was doing so. We got a lot to paint, but yeah, could- I've seen a lot of. Or just Dark Angels armies. I just had to had to say this. Like I've just been seeing. Like I know it's been a while since we've had Dark Angel rules. Obviously, with book yeah. uh, was yeah. book nine they came out in, but actually just seeing people like really, really pushing it with some of these Dark Angels armies is so cool. And on- they're a force that has so many different like uh, vibes they can go for in terms of list construction and stuff too. Like really cool and i've been having that's been my biggest um block this year is that i decided i was going to do this at the start of heresy 2.0 and i started building the models and i tested out a couple schemes and i just didn't care for it and i'm not i'm not a master painter by any stretch and black has always been intimidating in general but i was like i really want to bring i really want to bring my best to to adepticon next year but now it's time to you know crap or get off the pot i guess because we got three months so have you started them is like if you still not sort of started them at all or do you have like <laughs> figured it out? no i've got a pretty good idea of what i'm going to do it's just be, being right. good enough at it to um good enough at it to get it done and have it look nice i mean are you hand painting them or do you have like uh do you have an airbrush i do have an airbrush Nice. So I think I'm, yeah, I'm mostly there's definitely I'm, ways to do them simple, yeah. like pretty simple black schemes. Like mine yeah. is like that. So I, I was looking at miles. I was yeah, I was looking at miles's um, miles one with like a little bit of the, uh, you know, basically a little bit of green overtone actually, or for you know for the zenithal. And I was looking at something like that because these are going to be trader. Uh, dark oh, that's angels. cool. So. That's right. the that's the whole narrative we're working with. So trying to put that together and whatever else, but yeah. I know that some people do Trader Dark Angels and they put like green shoulder pads and shit like that on them. Is that, um, I, I don't know if it was fluff accurate at the time. I guess I'm wondering, has that been integrated into the fluff like to be fluff accurate? So Luther, like a- yeah, Luther told, uh, it's something that, you know, uh, some of the Luther's followers did. You know, to remember or to you know honor the the forests of Caliban. So it is. There's a there's a lore precedent for it, and I've considered that as well. But my problem is the, the I've looked at a couple sample models and I do I like it, but like with the red and the black and the green, it Christmas looks like little, they look a little bit like yeah Christmas. yeah totally yeah, the I Christmas see that. And so like I would much prefer like. <clears throat> 
I would much prefer just to have like uh you know a, the little bit of green black or the coal black you know black uh blend on it or something like that so i think that's what i'm gonna go maybe i'll include some like green checkers or something on little spots but nothing as big as a as a shoulder pad the other thing too is that i'm doing people do the trim green too yeah kind of look cool that might look cool like i'm doing it for the red yeah i'm doing fire wing and um and then a little bit of death wing for the little narrative that i've put together or not death wing i'm sorry dread wing so <clears throat> trying to figure out how to do that as well and making those things separate a little bit. Thankfully, there's a lot of cool... I mean, like all the Mark Six stuff has really helped. But I'm going to have to dig into some 3D printing for uh, some of the bits for like some Mark Six Assault Marines and um, what else is the other thing? I'm, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, I, need a, I need a couple squads of Enigmatis Cabal. Um Oh yeah. Which there are no official models for those. Are those but... the uh jump jump pack guys? Yep, they are. Okay. Yeah, I'm assuming they'll get I mean, well yes. No, wait, are they in the, the they're in the legacies dock? Yeah, they? they're in the legacies. So they probably won't yeah, okay. which is fine. Probably won't. Not yeah. not anytime soon anyways. I do suspect that everything in those legacy docks will eventually get models, but I think it's gonna be a long time from now. I would love I would love it them too, but I don't know. I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not too. The the maybe, but like I, the, the pace with with which things are being released, or maybe not released currently. Um, maybe someday, long time could be like a really, really long time. I think they're sort of. I think they've made their big dump right where they're like, all right, this is all the stuff that we worked on. We got it out there now, and I kind of have the feeling that that we're gonna end up seeing them over time there will be another big dump and i think what we're seeing right now with these books coming out without plastic models and stuff i think it's just because they're sort of remember 40k they did this right like was it 40k 8 where they put out codexes for the all the factions to get them out right away but they didn't necessarily put models with them i think that's in the phase that we're in like they can't release fucking plastic models for five or six different factions or whatever and then a bunch of forge world models at the same time over the course of a year but i think what we're going to see is that they're probably going to re-release a lot of this stuff in a more fleshed out form later on where like okay we'll see forge world actually start putting out legion specific units again maybe we'll get books that have things like you know say you have specific legions in the books again and suddenly the legion rules change a little bit and then the their special units maybe get updated they get like extra special units maybe their special units get like rolled back into the book to be updated rules wise again you know yeah but what do i know yeah, i just i just feel like that's probably psychic where it's awakening. headed i think that's what the 40k thing was called like psychic awakening yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Book I think that's one, what and they were like this one's about eldar <clears throat> and dark eldar and yeah they came out with the new um the lady phoenix lord the uh, howling banshee one but here's the thing uh, that might just there. be my wishful thinking because like i don't, I don't know. know i, I think I don't know. it'll be like that or like the necromunda releases i think um yeah i'm ho- i don't know i'm hopeful i've been so just not impressed with the legacies docs in particular just think that they're like such half-assed for shit and just like i don't feel complete yeah and they even the legion rules themselves i'm like man they 
don't feel none of this stuff feels play tested. This whole edition feels very rushed. So I hope that we're going to see like actual like meaningful changes to stuff that's already got rules because it doesn't feel very like balanced to me right now. I think the legacy units are <clears throat> included for the people who have them, but I I just I think that's the sign they're not going to support that stuff. I, and I think they don't they don't want to be, they don't want to have to balance their game around um, super heavies anymore. I guess, and so they're just making a point with the pricing. That's the way it feels. Are there any I super heavies that are fun to play with right now? Well, it depends on I guess what the what your de- you know your definition of that would be. But I know there are super <laughs> heavies that are still powerful. They're just not as good as they were. I know, yeah. like, Porparions are still pretty nasty, and Falchions oh. seem pretty good. Falchions are pretty Some good. Of them are still... Seems like it, yeah. I mean, I think all the Bane Blades are kind of better than they were because their weapons are a little bit more punchy now. <clears throat> oh, I thought but the Bane Blades so fragile. I thought the Bane Blades rather guns got worse. I thought they're like AP four giant blasts. No, like, I mean the uh, the uh, sorry foul blade rather. <clears throat> oh, 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 okay. All the foul blade chassis tanks. I mean. But that's, I, I don't know. I don't think that's, I, they want to make money, right? At the end of the day. So, like, I think that this is literally just, they, they have old rules that they probably wrote before they even put out anything. And they're very half-assed because they're just rushing them out to get them out there. But these aren't final. Like, like if you think about, think about it this way, right? You look at how big 40K is and you look at how big Age of Sigmar is and the scope at which these games have, like, released models and rules and factions and all the stuff they've put out for these games over the last, like, five years. So much stuff, right? I think it would be crazy to think that Heresy is going to be, like, more limited in scope than it was before. Like, I think that this is just going to be them putting out, like I said, the core stuff. But... They want to make money, right? So why wouldn't they release re-release Bane Blades and stuff like that? Why wouldn't they re-release like actual rules that support this stuff? It's just going to make the money in the long run. People want to buy the kits, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, just... And super heavies are big money makers for them because they're just like big expensive models that people will buy and like centerpieces. Yeah. I just think that they probably thought that the super heavies were too good last edition, and they know that people in Heresy were like kind of sick of like tank only parking lot on armies and they maybe pivoted a little too hard in the direction against them you know like yeah yeah just overcompensated a little bit too much but um yeah i think you you're you're in a good point i i I think it's just growing pains um yeah and it is weird it's like yeah i i don't know in our group i think most people are pretty open into like hey uh, there's some fan stuff where it's like if you want to play the legacies docs and just like drastically reduce the points on the super heavies, that's fine. But it sucks because having to try to find like an agreement with a you don't want to have to go to an opponent and be like, hey, this thing sucks, and you know, like I kind of want to play it, but it's so bad that I don't want to play it, and this, you know, when it costs twice the points it should. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Well, like the Solar Auxilia band blades, <laughs> like the same price as the yeah. um, Legacy's, like, Legionary's Baneblade, but has, like, yeah. it's shittier. <laughs> yeah. And then they're more, they're both more than a Fellblade, and they're both inferior. Yeah, yeah. You've got a Shadow Sword. What's a Shadow Sword? It's, like, 850 points, and then put it next to a Falchion, which is literally better in every conceivable way, and it's 200 points less. <clears throat> Brutal. 
very strange. Brutal. I feel I've got a couple right. grasses I'm gonna swing the bat on because I've had them for like yeah. a while. Which ones are those? Sitting in the box. Those are like uh, the big like land crawler uh, tank. Okay. Uh, mm, oh, the like transport ones? Yeah, yeah. It's oh, a, nice. It, fit, it used to fit like 35 guys in it. You can put multiple squads in it. And, right. Uh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, you used Those to be able cool to take models. them in uh, like two in the same Lord of War slot. Like back when you could take like two Macariuses in the same Lord of War slot and stuff. Actually, you still can. Because right. um, I think on the unit entry, I think it says you can take another another Macarius. Um, but you, you can only take one now. So I'm a little bummed because I have two. But it just means I'll have to find another army to put it in. Wait till I play a giant game with a Leviathan four sword chart. Uh, but yeah, I, like I, I really like the new Solar Ox rules. Like I like the Divisio Tactica and stuff like that. Um, so I've got like all these Skitari that I've had laying around forever. Oh, and, nice. Uh, you can take like Iron Brethren or something it's called, uh, and you unlock. Uh, oh, well, all your characters can take um, Cortex controllers, and then your Warlord gains the Master of Automata rule. And you unlock Gasblackus yeah. and Thalax as elite choices. Oh, awesome! Uh, so this is this... a really cool backdoor way of the Skitari. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm just gonna take like tons of Skitari Rangers with galvanic rifles, and those are my las rifle sections with collimators and four plus void armor, and pack them into a, a Crassus or something, and just drive like 35 of them forward. That's cool. And then have a bunch of jump Thalax just jumping around haranguing people and then one like big block of castellax with like heavy bolters or the bolt cannon thing yeah i'm all in bolt cannons nice that sounds awesome yeah i would love to see skatari in this game it's like one of those things i i, I would also just love to see some more solar auxilia i was definitely a little bit bummed they didn't put out any plastic shirts with them because i was hoping to see like a bunch of people like jump on and be like holy shit now we have non Three plus armor save armies on the table, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just something to mix it up and. I uh, get cool, but... I painted a command squad of solar rocks for a buddy for a secret Santa thing, and I was just like, "Oh, these models are so beautiful." Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're super cool. They're very inspired. They're like the future, sort of like diesel punk. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, um, have you? Got, I think it's Red Makers on Cults, and I think he has like a Patreon and stuff. He's put out like a whole set of Solar Auxilia, and oh, yeah. had, like more Roman-looking influences, like have oh, churches cool. and stuff. So they'd be nice. they would fit perfect for like the Ultramar pattern. That'd be sweet. I was trying to figure out if that because there's the Ultramar like well, I can't remember what their equivalent to Rights of War are called. But there's like the army list for them that is like has something to do with Ultramar, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, and um, it, it, is it actually like it, I'm assuming it is like supposed to be uh, Solar Exilia from Ultramar, the planet, exactly. not just like okay, that's cool. Or from the segmentum or whatever. Yeah. Um, would, does it at least limit them to like loyalist or something to sort of like in some way that you kind of have to play them like a little bit ultramarine themed not you know? necessarily because you probably would have okay. had like planets in there that would have been uh, like defecting yeah um, right fair enough 
like when the word bearers and stuff show up. Um, Fair enough. Okay, so it's called cohort doctrines. Um, mm. So uh, I, I guess we'll just go through them actually, because we hadn't covered them on the show. So, uh, in order to get these, you've got to take um, at least one model with the cohort doctrine special rule, and I think the only one that has that right now is the like marshal. Uh, the Legate Marshal, he's like 85 points. You can take a maximum of one of them. Oh, he's got Battle Hardened 1. Damn, that's pretty good. And Stubborn. Um, Wait, but... Battle Hardened 1, so he he needs to take a Space Marine Power Fist to the face to die. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. Okay. Yeah, and he's got four wounds and four attacks. He's Initiative 4, he's Leadership. Aren't they like Eternal Warrior, I thought, those guys? Uh, no, in the last edition, you could pick your... Um, oh, maybe just one of them. Maybe it's just like a certain logo yeah, for them. Eternal warlord. warrior or something. You can pick your warlord trait, and almost always people give them eternal warrior. Oh, uh, okay. I see. Uh, so you get solar those little fuckers of four wounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where does he keep one in each limb? <laughs> yeah, he keeps one in his ass for yeah. for later. <laughs> To first three bolters, it's like I can still flex this back butt cheek. I'm fine. Yeah. Right on. Post human this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you've got like the solar pattern cohorts, which are based on like the Jovians from like orbiting Saturn and shit. Um, those ones will actually allow you to take Velataris Tercios as troop choices. So that's another change that I actually like is they moved the uh, Velatari from being like a troop option to being an elite option. Um, so that and unless you take this cohort pattern, you're not just like, oh, here's my massive blocks of 10 guys with Volkites and Gozans. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually have to take like the regular Laz Rifle dude unless you're using this pattern of cohort. Uh, and then... Uh, all units selected as part of, Velis, of Velitaris Tercios uh, can take an Arvis Lighter's dedicated transport. Oh, uh, then you have to build Arvis Lighters. Yeah, and you can't take weapons on them anymore. I'm pretty chapped about that. 75 points for basically like a drop pod. Um, and then it's all units... It's not an assault vehicle. No, it's not. And uh, if you fly them on the table, you can get intercepted by a siphon. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Also, yeah. I think we saw a second rule that like, uh, if, if they don't make it onto the table uh, because of Interceptor, then your opponent gets to kick you in the balls too, right? Is that right? Yeah. Remember? remember cup check. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's called the ultimate then, sacrifice. The ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get the line subtype for those guys as well. And then you get the Ultramar pattern cohort. So this represents a new breed of solar auxilia, a reassessment of the ancient pattern to suit the changing form of the Imperium and one forged in the early military experiments of Gulliman as he built the grand armies of Ultramar. This new doctrine focused on the deployment of far larger and more unwieldy infantry formations, eschewing the smaller elite cadres of the original Jovian units to embrace massed firepower. Uh, of more common Imperial Army cohort. These new larger cohorts would see regular deployment during the Heresy, using the thunderous volley of fire of their last rifles to smash those that would oppose their masters. Uh, so detachments using this doctrine uh, use the organizational chart shown below to select all auxilia rifle selections. 
rifle sections instead of the one found in the unit profile and may include up to six units. So your tercio can take up to like unit. Um, so instead of being one to three of your tercio, it's uh, each rifle tercio can take zero to one line command sections and one to six auxilia rifle sections. Uh, and then all rifle sections and solar auxilia line command sections get a bonus of plus one to all hit rolls made during shooting attacks when all models in the unit are in base contact with at least one other model from the same unit. Yeah, that's so cool. You're, yeah, you're playing like Napoleonics in space. I like that. It's like very synergistic with the I concept of like, we're going to have more models, so you're going to need to make more space anyways, and then also the trade-off of like, I want the plus one to hit, but now blast weapons are going to eat my fucking dudes alive yeah yeah i mean if you maxed out just your two like troop choices so two troop which is two tercios uh you could have 14 units on the table Jeez. that's cool like just in your troops um and so how do those work for kill points so the units still individually count for kill yeah. points yeah okay. they do it's just uh a tercio slots into a force org so one tercio are these 20 men units yeah, yeah. So okay. you could have uh, 14, so 28, uh, 280 bodies on the table in your troop choices. Yikes. you imagine having to paint that, though? Holy God. No. <laughs> no, absolutely well, I'm not. Sit I'm sitting here with, like, 40. I mean, if I'm completely honest, it's 60 thralls. But the current <laughs> bit that I actually have to fucking pain is 40 and I'm yeah, not doing yeah. well on it. Well, <laughs> these these models are so detailed too. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's not, like, well. it's not like Marines yeah, where you pick a good color. You can just Zenithal, airbrush. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm like pretty happy because like thralls, I'm like, well, whatever. I can just make the metal and then like paint their arms skin tone and then like, you know, whatever. They're not that. in that brown yeah. pants with wash. But like, yeah. Uh, solar auxilia have like a lot of detail yeah yeah they do uh and then they've got uh reborn cohorts um this is supposed to be like veteran cohorts i guess uh they were disbanded and then they were like oh the heresy's starting let's like pick up our guns and like i'm coming out of retirement uh these are the uh michael jordans of solar auxilia I was going to say uh, Danny Glover for that too, I'm too old for this shit thing, but uh, go ahead. Yeah, That's fine. Too. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you know, they tried baseball, working at the planetary yeah. level, didn't like it, so they came back came back to the big show. Um, all models with the infantry unit type and a detachment using this doctrine gain a bonus of plus one to their leadership characteristic and the stubborn special rule. That seems pretty good. Yeah. Uh, when making a shooting attack during any game turn, in which the attacking unit has not moved, a unit from this detachment using this cohort doctrine may reroll all failed to hit rolls of one. Um, so, it, jumping back confusingly to the Ultramar, I forgot the limitation, which is uh, you may not take dedicated transports for any of your rifle sections or line command sections. Oh. Um, the limitations on this one, uh, on reborn cohorts, is you may not include more than a single armored tercio so that's like a tank tercio yeah uh you cannot take more than a single artillery tercio and models with the infantry unit type and a detachment using this cohort doctrine count their initiative as one for the purposes of determining the distance moved when running because they're old uh when rolling as part of a sweeping <laughs> advance 
or wow. when making a move as part of any reaction and when determining which initiative step they would attack in during an assault lower their initiative characteristic by one lower than normal because they're old and slow <laughs> nice so pretty good they're like willing to die but they're like they ain't what they used to be so they're not even initiative three in close combat they're like initiative two <laughs> Uh, oh man, armored. I feel like we need that Simpsons. There's like a perfect Simpsons like gif for this description <laughs> right now. Uh, I don't know the Simpsons very well, so I, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not with you. But um, uh, cohort doctrine, armored fist pattern. So these are um, like tank companies. Uh, you may select auxilia armored tercios as non-comp troop choices and an armored tercio selected as a troop choice may only consist of a single unit, so you can't, like, squadron them up. Uh, um, or, sorry, you can't take multiple squadrons, uh, which must be a solar auxilia limit strike squadron. And if you're using this doctrine, a single solar auxilia armored command section composed of only a single Lehman Rust command tank must be selected as your HQ choice. So um, that'll probably get 10-man last cannon right away. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you get the following Warlord trait, which is uh, the Cohort Doctrine Special Rule gets a 5 plus invuln, and his Ballistic Skill goes up. Uh, all units composed entirely of models with the Infantry Unit type must begin the battle embarked on a model with the Transport Unit subtype or be in reserves. Uh, then you've got Penal Pattern Cohorts. So many Solar Auxiliar were raised from the finest soldiers that homeworld could provide, but not in this case, as they are filled with gutter trash and criminals press-ganged into arms. Um, all models in this unit, in a unit from this detachment uh, that include models with the Tercio special rule also gain Furious Charge. One special rule. Not bad. Uh, using this cohort doctrine, they can replace a LAS rifle or Volkite Charger with a LAS carbine, a LAS gun, a stub carbine, auto rifle or shotgun for no additional points cost shotgun might be the probably the move there yeah that, that's what i was thinking too yeah especially if you got furious charge one. shotgun seems shotgun. like they're all right eh yeah what are they, like assault uh, two with like concussive now or something strike four yeah so as long as you get like a wound through um which you're likely to if you've got like a 20-man squad of shotgunners you're likely right. to kill at least one marine, then you're gonna drop that marine uh, weapon, that marine squad's weapon skill down to three, and now think, it's not nearly as scary a concept. I think actually that concussive you have to take a test after yeah. a hit. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Be. Um, but it's modified yeah. by the number of wounds, is it not? I do not believe so. Okay. No, I think it's based right. on. Um, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it's it's just an initiative test, I believe. But it's actually pretty good because it's like you shoot and then you assault. It's like yeah, yeah. There's a potential you're drop. It was a drops a weapon skill down by one. Is that what it is? Or it's yep. by the number that's like yeah, yeah, by the number yeah. of the yeah. Yeah. So if you, if you can get that off, you're gonna hit them like you're a twenty man squad of marines. Um, all models selected as part of the rifle section gain the feel no pain six plus rule. Uh, this does not stack with any other variant of the rule, and. Um, you lose the closed order subtype, which I think like boosts your weapon skill if you're within base contact with another model or a couple other models. Okay. That same role. And you may not include more than one Auxilia Velitaris Tercio. Uh, so no more than like one squad of elite. 
Uh, and then you've got feral pattern cohorts, which is most are, most solar auxilia are recruited from technologically advanced worlds. Some draw their recruits from ferocious populations of feral worlds. So this would be cool, like, you know, a proto Fenrisian or like proto Katachan. Yeah. Uh, any mm -hmm. unit made up entirely of models with the infantry unit type may be given the fear one special rule for a cost of 25 points per unit. And all units that include one or more models with the terse to a special rule gain the counterattack one while in formation. So in formation is if you've got a terse with like say three units, those three units have to kind of be within coherency of each other um, to keep in formation. Um, and so all units using this cohort uh, doctrine that begin the controlling player's assault phase with an enemy unit that is a valid target for a charge must declare a charge. And if more than one is valid, they can choose. Uh, and all detachments in an army with the Loyalist Allegiance that includes a detachment using this cohort doctrine will consider the detachment uh, distrusted allies regardless of the normal result of the allies' matrix. <laughs> so if you're a traitor, you can still remain trusted allies, Swarm Brothers, whatever. But if you're a Loyalist, these are like, whoa, where did we dig these psychos out of? Don't get too close. Yeah, to that's funny. Nice. Uh, siege pattern That's cohorts. Cool. This is exactly how you think it is. Um, you can take uh, artillery tercios and armored batteries as both elites and heavy support choices so you can load up. And uh, detachment using this cohort makes shooting attack with any weapon with the barrage or and or blast special rules. The controlling player may choose to re-roll the scatter dice, but not any d6 roll to determine the distance. Uh, pretty good. Um, all units with this uh, detachment uh, with the option to select a dedicated transport must select that option at the normal cost in points, but does not have to start the battle embarked on the dedicated transport. So you still have to buy the dedicated transport, but you don't have to be in it. Um, and then the iron pattern is the one that I was talking about. Uh, you can select a Cortex controller for 15 points, and the Legate Marshal gains the Master of Automata rules. Uh, and then you can't include more than one tank tercio, and you can't include more than one artillery tercio. Because you're supposed to be like marching Skitari forward. <coughs> so, some mm. nice flavor. I'm excited to maybe see something other than just, you know, here's my my max Velatari with. Uh, yeah, uh, and a giant tank with a fucking. Yeah, and a big fuck off squad of Ogren Charnites. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So it. it yeah, they actually, seem cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm still excited to see the um, militia PDF because I think there will probably be some cool synergies and allies that you can mix into like with what's in the library Imperium already. Um, but it's nice that we actually have some some variety and something to spice it up. So I'm hoping more people buy into it, especially now that so many people have Magic Model Makers at home. Uh, <laughs> Magic model makers. Yeah. Uh, you know, that crazy future tech where you can just have whatever you want for the yeah. low cost of a kilogram of magic poisonous Resident blood. Or whatever. Magic. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. I, I would magic, magic angry wives everywhere that are upset with the noise of this magic <laughs> device. <Wow. thing>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just got a Mars 3 Pro and it's actually pretty quiet even with the... Um, it's got like a little motorized carbon filter in it. Nice. Um, yeah, it's actually it's pretty nice. 
Yeah. We're um <clears throat> we're planning an event. We're gonna do our regular October thing next October, and we're we're actually we really want to do the siege next year. So I'm hoping that a couple people put pick some uh, militia or you know solar ox army so we can have some human chattel running around for the siege because we need that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, like a sweet Horus Ascended model too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah. I know, I know. Actually, I guess he's not really at the siege, so. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's true too. No, uh, and I don't know. Hopefully, we get like a beefed up Sanguinius to fight him, because otherwise, it's going to be a real short reenactment. Yeah, it's like San- Sanguinius, <laughs> but his like hair is slightly ruffled, and he looks like. Nonplussed. <laughs> we, need <the> from the <laughs> we need the Sanguinius from the books who walks through Cabanda and then walks through Angron. Yeah, it is wild. Oh, buddy. I'm not done echoes yet. Are. Oh, I mean, hey, they I walk mean, up and give hug. I, I, I kind of like, knew what was going on. They happening. hug. Yeah. It's okay. They hug. Yeah, you just wait until you find out what happens at the end of the horse heresy. Yeah. It's like, brother, let Can't us wait. embrace. And yeah. then the heresy ends. That's it. <laughs> You've done it, Horus. You've defeated me. You really are the one. <laughs> and then he gives them a pat on the back, and then they like some like, you, after you school special music plays. And Horus is like, all I ever wanted was someone to see me for who I am. Yeah, and then they yeah. there's like piano, a little light piano, and the camera. Yeah. It's it's like a it's like a following shot. Medium mediums along the following shot as they walk away holding hands. The leaves blow. That's it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Lovely. That's master writing right there. That's the thing. They fucking, you know, that's the crazy thing with the heresy. They had us thinking it was all about war, but it turned out it was all about love. Yeah. That's right. And lessons learned. The friends we made along the way. Yeah. They beat me to it. Did I? (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say the real heresy was the friends we met along the way. Oh, yeah. (laughs) True. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't, you tell me if you have this problem. I have, like, I've got these Dark Angels that I committed to doing for, for Beta Garmin. But, like, we're going to do the Siege event later. And I'm like, Dark Angels aren't at the Siege. Or at least wow. mine aren't. So i got to do something else for the Siege. So I've got all these Night Lords that I've been sitting on for forever. But I also have all these Blood Angels that I got. Like, I've got, like, seven armies, right? Mm-hmm. And I get to play, like, two games a month. What am I doing with seven armies? Two games a month is like a pretty fucking high average too. Yeah. The average. yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I got a buddy in our group. Month. Yeah, and that's even like pretty high for a, compared to a lot of people, honestly. Like, we cool. got a guy in our group who's like, I don't know, probably plays like once every few months unless we're actually sort of working towards an event if people are really active. But like, yeah. I think he has like fucking 10 factions. It's like, he owns like a bajillion points of <laughs> everything. It's just so crazy. I think he has eleven legions or something, and then Mechanicum on top of that. <laughs> so honestly, like we, me and my friend got pretty excited about this Beta Garmin push, and so like that was been a good motivator. Also, the fact that we're really lucky. So I've got little kids, and my friend does as well, and so like I can take my oldest over to his place and the kids play. So the kids, it's it's like. If it weren't for that, it would be really, really hard to get out of the house. Like, I wouldn't get to play as much as I do. But the kids get to mess around, get some time to themselves, whatever, and then we get the same. And it's a nice, really nice trade-off. But, yeah, I know a lot of people who, you know, like, maybe once a month they get to play. 
And when yeah. they maybe get to play once a month, you know, like you don't get, you don't get a lot out of your, I mean, if you really just enjoy the craft of painting the models, then you're always going to yeah. have pleasure of that. But I do not paint. Yeah. <laughs> you want to play. I paint yeah, out of necessity. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's an interesting thing because I think like for our group, it sounds like it's eight. I imagine it's probably typical to a lot of groups, but atypical to some, but it's just like, you know, we have games in, um, uh, bursts. So it's like, Oh yeah, you got an event or like leading up to an event or it's like a lot of times during the summer, it kind of maybe slows down a little bit or like maybe in the winter it slows down because people aren't really, out and about as much but then you'll have like chunks of time where you get lots of games in over a short period um all my games were like kind of like right after the or yeah right as the edition launched for this edition and i actually got a lot of games in but since then i just haven't played much at all like and but that's i guess just busyness yeah yeah i mean i'm lucky like i said this this guy lives uh five blocks from my house yeah that's fucking awesome yeah yeah it's it's great if we're really lucky yeah but I, I, for me it's the space of tables is the issue it's like i have people who kind of live near here but it's just like every time we want to play it's like you gotta like set up a fucking table in my house like like move everything and you know right yeah yeah that makes sense if you, if you don't live near a shop or um although craig and i have played the last few games at my place instead of at a shop. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I don't know how Craig feels about it, but I kind of like gaming in the house a little bit more these days. Yeah, He's same old. here. Well, I mean, yeah, like, it's probably why. It's probably because we're old. Well, fuck, you just throw <laughs> in like an episode Sorry. of like Family Guy or, or, uh, yeah, King of the Hill. King of the Hill or something in the background and, you know, we it's just nice. play our game and, like I know in the new year, um, I got a buddy who is really good with woodworking, and I've kind of talked to him about doing up a, a table, just dedicated for um, playing on a four by six uh, table in my basement, and uh, that way, like I don't have to go to a shop. I mean, between myself and Alex, we have so much fucking terrain, we could do several different yeah. tables without any problems. Yeah, it's just uh, you know, when you're out, you feel like you got to be just so focused on it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I do. Whereas, you know, when we're doing this, like, we can play a couple turns and then yeah, goof off. It's nice because it's, like, so, it's also social, right? You're, like, yeah. you're fucking hanging out with a friend as opposed to, like, I don't I don't know. I, I Game shops are okay, but I think I've, like, grown out of them largely because it's just, like, okay, I have to go in this public space and kind of be on display and like i can't drink here and we're gonna yes. kind of feel a little bit rushed and it's just like it's okay but yeah i'd rather play you know, at a house though the funny Usually. thing too to me and this is like okay so on one hand like the i'm we're here recording your podcast i have a podcast we try to promote material you know we try to like get people in sight excited about the game we want people to enjoy horse heresy and yet, you're at the shop, you're trying to play, somebody walks up, what are you doing? What are these? What's going on? And you're like, um, I don't work here. Buzz off. 
Stop talking to me. <laughs> yeah. No, Someone I, else should be responsible for this. No, and I, I get that. I mean, just even like the last couple games that Alex and I have played out in, uh, you know, at a game store, you know, you have, we had one guy, you know, he was nice enough, but he was just standing there hovering over us while we were playing and like talking and like talking about his stuff. And like, that's fine. That's great. But I mean, we're trying to play through a game and, 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 you know, I don't, I've met a lot of people through gaming stores and whatnot, but at the same time, if you know, if you're if you're someone's playing a game, just leave them be. Talk to them afterwards. Like, just, no, I I came to the store. I brought my models to the store, and I came to the store to talk to you about your models. Like yeah. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got, I got. I mean, a lot of it too is like we're we're in an environment, right? That's just it's just socially awkward nerds. Right? <laughs> that's that's what it is. So like, yeah. you're like, yeah, we're. And a lot of, I think, the groups that I think that's kind of what's different about heresy in a, in a way is like, at least in our sort of local group, it's we try to promote to people who are socially um, people that we actually want to interact with, right? So yes. you're in a game store and there's very little sort of, uh, yeah, you're just kind of getting like the chaff coming in and talk, you know, and sometimes you're just like, fuck, I don't want to deal with this. I just want to play my game with my fucking partner here and like leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. different like Adepticon too, because you'll get walk by as an Adepticon. But somehow it's different. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. It is somewhat different. Maybe it's because Adepticon is such a large like social event. Maybe. It's just attracting generally more social people. Maybe. Well, and I think it's also because you're in a it's a drinking event too, and I think a lot of people are going to that. They know that that's kind of like the part of it, right? It's like a lot of social, and it because you're in your group surrounded by. I just think that's more common with heresy players in general. It's not like every saying every heresy player has like an award-winning personality or something, but like there's definitely like yeah, (laughs) there's definitely something to be said for like people who want to play social games versus people who want to just like crush yeah dicks well, with yeah. little so, men well even Sorry, even even on dicks little men is Go is ahead. my new is the saying of the night dicks <laughs> <laughs> with little men i mean vulcan vulcan, vulcan uh, yeats is good but that might be better <laughs> yeah. um sorry go ahead sorry are you saying craig uh lost my train of thought uh, sorry. Oh, oh no! I, was, I know what I was gonna say. I know what I was gonna say. I think I think one of the big things, the, the thing, the, one of the big things when you're playing in a, at an event and whatnot is one, you're surrounded by like-minded people. Two, Heresy was already a niche enough game. Um, it's a little bit more out in uh, the mainstream now, but I mean, compared to like 40k and 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 whatnot, uh, Heresy was an even you were even a smaller group of guys, so you 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 kind of bonded with them over that. Yeah, I mean, and that—that's that, something yeah. you get at, you know, events. You don't get that at a gaming store because you don't. You've got that, you know, Magic the Gathering guy coming up and asking, "Oh, what are you doing? What are you playing?" Well, that's cool. Yeah. Or you got the the the. Uh, well, fort- the thing is, is that there's probably Magic the Gathering people who are cool too, but they probably most of those people are probably the types that play at home and not in game store as well. Like, I think that's the that's kind of the thing. It's just like. Game stores are like where you're sort of getting like the lowest common denominator of like maybe people who are beginning their hobby in some some cases too, where it's like as more mm-hmm. heresy, it's like a lot of people who've been into Warhammer for years and sort of 
a lot of them right left 40k because they were just like not happy with what 40k is as a game yeah um but then i think it's like a lot of adults and do adults want to go hang out at a game store like all the time you know like maybe not as much like i think it's probably a ton of shit i don't know <laughs> Yeah. Or maybe just that we're getting older. They're awesome. Like, uh, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. Proxy. And I sometimes look at the sky and decide today's going to be a day of hate. <laughs> Today so. I wake up choosing violence. Yeah. And there's the thing is, like, we, you know, we have one, uh, like, uh, one of the guys on our podcast, Teo, like, he works at a game store right now in Nanaimo on the, like, down uh, up island from where we live. Um, but it's the thing is, is like game stores like that different thing too, because it's, it's kind of a cut above because it's like the terrain is incredible and it's separate rooms for each table and stuff like that. So there are always going to be stores that are like, you know, there's, there's like, imagine going to, if I want, if I'm going to have the choice to, to be at home versus playing at somewhere like Warhammer quality tables or something like that, like there's always exceptions yeah. to that rule, to that rule. But Yeah. It's an interesting thing. I, I've seen polls before, like who, like how do you or where do you play? Like where do you tend to play? And it's like uh, it seems like the vast majority of people do tend to play game stores, like still. Yeah, most people. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially when you're young and you don't have like a yeah. you don't have a ready place at home. You don't have the facilities to do it yourself. Exactly, and, like, and you don't have a table, and the table is yeah. a lot of work. It's like yeah. yeah. Table's a lot of work. It takes up a lot of space, yeah. you know. And I mean, I get that. Yes. I mean, a lot of the times playing at game stores was a necessity, especially when I was playing when I was younger. Um, but now it's like I have that space. Now I just kind of want to be in that space. That's why I wanted that space this entire time. Right. Yeah. But yeah. All in all, I think it's been a pretty all right year for a new edition. And uh, next year is going to be exciting. We got LVO right out in January. Yep. Uh, about a month nice. after uh, after this one, it's going to be huge. We got ninety players for our narrative event. Sold That's out. Awesome. That's holy. Fantastic. Did you say nine zero? Nine zero. Yeah. Ninety players coming. What to the hell? The assault on Rio Prime. Yep. At Adepticon, or uh, no, sorry, at, at LVO. LVO. Yep. Yeah. That's insane. That's so much more than they've ever had. Yeah. Three times as much. Like, yeah, literally like me and AJ ran the heresy event 2017. I think it was. And it was, uh, yeah, I think it was 30 people. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got, we've got 90 folks in for that one. Um, and then, uh, 74 on the, uh, on the Sunday for kind of the mega battles slash, uh, climax of the, the campaign and then um, we've got a, a handful of spots left in the competitive tournament on sunday as well cool um but uh, crazy that's awesome yeah, yeah massive how many people are the competitive side i'm just curious by the numbers by comparison uh no competitive is like usually bigger at lvo so yeah we, we've we've got a few more spots so um i'll talk to you about it after <laughs> but um because I, I you know Want to keep people excited? Mm. <laughs> um, I see. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. The the narrative is, it's the show. Yeah, um, good for this one. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's exciting. as Harris he should be. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if if you want something competitive, um, I I've been of this mindset. Like, you got a shot at a ten thousand dollar prize if you play forty k, and Kill yeah. Team's got a pretty hefty prize behind it too. Um, and Kill yeah. Team is a lot of fun, and it feels very balanced to me. Uh, I've been playing it uh, kind of like every, not quite every week. Uh, takes like forty five minutes to an hour for a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need like 10 models and you can still kind of like in your head play it in a heresy time frame uh, in a lot of cases because there's you know as long as you're not playing against Tau I guess but um, <laughs> it, I mean if you converted a bunch of models up you could just be like you know Olemic Quietude and use Tau rules uh, yeah. the last episode was like here's how to just move kill team 10,000 years backwards um, right and, yeah, uh, I remember you talking on the podcast, the last one I listened to, mentioning yeah. you were getting into that. Kill yeah, team. so I mean, it's 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 fun, um, but I'm not playing that at a store either. I don't think we actually have any events in Edmonton around it, but uh, right, just been playing it like with my garage hammer buddies, and it's one of them works for a liquor company, so it's like go over, have a few beers, play some kill nice. team, talk about whatever, have a nice time, be that have that social aspect, but. Uh, and then uh, in March we've got Adepticon mm-hmm. toying with the idea of running an event in Edmonton just in February but uh, I'm undecided I just before COVID hit I had run um, like a narrative a big narrative uh, thing here in Edmonton um, called Hecate yeah. and I had these like really cool ideas for like the next two chapters or the next two events and then with the new edition, there weren't really rules to do what I had kind of had envisioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And now those rules are out. Um, so I'm like, ah, cool. Like, okay, and do I want to do that? But I feel like packing three events on myself early in the year. That's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I have a that's habit a of taking on, like, biting off way more than I can fucking chew. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like thing, though. It's like it's very smart to just chill, I think, because, you know, um, not that I've run like every event in the world or anything, but I've definitely got some events under my belt, and I know that I have burnt myself out on that in the past. And so it's like, you know, maybe don't bite off more than you can chew if you can help it sometimes, because you're going to realize eventually that, like, if this is too much, if it's just kind of giving me anxiety, it's like too much. It's just like, ugh, it takes the fun out of it. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe sometime in the summer. Um... I was thinking like fall, like early fall, but then I'm like, yeah, that might be too close to like back to school. Um, mm. I assume we'll have like another big sort of like what we call in, in the respiratory industry, like September spike, like everyone's getting sick when the kids go back to school. I know that there is an event that we are planning to go to in uh, Edmonton, uh, me and a few people from our group here. Well, probably more than a few, actually, probably eight or nine of us. But nice. yeah, and maybe we'll see you there. Maybe not, but. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I'm not sure when that one's planned for. Um, like April, mid-April. April. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll probably do it a little bit, a little bit later in the year, I think. But. Um, but yeah. I'll, I'll definitely need a bit of a, bit of a break after running to international. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we we've got those coming up. Um, I know you guys have been out of it for a little bit. Uh, I'm excited for your next Dips Titanicus event. I'm hoping I can squirrel out for that one. 
Um, I'm hoping actually I can get that finished and painted up here. Uh, Are you talking to uh, uh, us? Yeah, or you. Me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I, um, we got a hold of the, and I've been really lazy. Like I said, I've been kind of checked out a hobby, but I won these days. I got to get around to reading it. We got the uh, new Adeptus Titanic. Titan titanicus book which i guess is just all about running events oh so yeah i need to go through that because aj seemed really really jazzed on it he'd kind of gone over a lot of it um oh, and i just have it sitting here yeah and i for me you know it's funny because i, I just a heresy has come out and i'm like i you know I, I won't shy away from it like i'm definitely of a mixed opinion of this edition of heresy i would be lying if i said i wasn't a little bit disappointed about aspects of it but like I keep hard. thinking about Titanicus, I'm like, oh, I love Titanicus. Like, yeah, that game is like the closest to perfect that I think any of these games are. Like, I'm very, very excited to go back to it. It's been a while. It'd be a nice palate cleanser too. Well, exactly, and it'll be a nice stopgap as we kind of go through these growing pains, right? Like, I I look back. Yeah, this is kind of the first, like, really the 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 true first edition of Heresy, um, and. I've been thinking lately on kind of the analogy between like when they transitioned from the old world in fantasy to age of Sigmar and that first yeah. year was supposedly like not great. Um, yeah. like it, it was yeah. a really rough edition. Like things were busted, had a lot of cool concepts, but didn't work out. And I've heard from other people that like age of Sigmar now it's in third, I think maybe third edition. Yeah. Maybe. It it's is like a really slick system. And it's a lot. Yeah, and that's what I hear is everyone who plays it really likes it now. And you know, you never really know how true that stuff is because it's all sort of hearsay. Yeah. But like, yeah, it does really seem like people actually love that system now. When all I heard about it when it came out was negative. Like everyone yeah. was just like, "This is simplistic and crap." And like, how did you replace fantasy with this bullshit? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually, I walked around in the Age of Sigmar hall uh, at Adepticon. And it was crazy, man. Like they, I, I got, I might still have a picture of it. If I do, I'll send it to you. But there was like a team game or at least a team display where it was like a castle and they had like, you know, printed in calligraphy, like a whole story of who the wardens of this castle are. And awesome. uh, it was huge. Um, Our local uh, events have been similar too. like when we uh, were, uh, we hosted at campers and it was really impressive. Like the 40 K side was depressing because the terrain was pretty much ass. And like the armies were largely unpainted. There were very few armies that had any sort of passion put into them. But age of Sigmar was like nothing like that. I was amazed. Like some of those armies had like the coolest display boards. And I think we can all say like, you know, Age of Sigmar has been knocking it out of the park with like awesome models for a the while. Are, like, oh yeah, yes, they're crazy. Like, there's some really amazing models in that game system. Yeah, just seeing this stuff be painted like really yeah. immaculately, to, and it really does feel like that old fantasy thing, right? Like fantasy was kind of known for that too back in the day. It was like people would really go above and beyond and put a lot of work and a lot of love into their armies. Yeah, um, I'd be lying if I said I haven't peeked at it a couple times. I yeah. have the Twig Battle Box. Oh, dear. Yeah. I'm looking at the yep. tree people because uh, I was yeah. always like a fan of Wood Elves. Um, actually, I've got I've got one of the Wood Elf Lords that's like OOP now. He's got like the big two-handed sword. Okay. Uh, I'm starting work on that tomorrow with Miles um, just to try something new and to 
to John's point, like take it to that next level. Um, so he's on like a little bit bigger of a base probably than he would be on in Age of Sigmar or because he's on a right. real base. Um, but it's more of like a cinematic piece. Like, you know, I don't have a whole army of wood elves or anything. Um, right. I've got the one guy. So I've kind of built it in a way where I can actually probably try my hand at some epoxy, like as a stream. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'll look nice. It's kind of nice too, I guess, as a sort of draw uh, a palette cleanser from the grim dark heresy thing to like be a little bit lighter and sort of like, you know, something like wood elves where you're like, oh, I can do like really cool bases that have like fall themed fucking trees and stuff like that. Like that's really cool and very unlike what you see out of heresy a lot of times. Not to say you couldn't do it in heresy, but. Yeah, it might, might clash with a lot of the tables and stylistic stuff that you're seeing in other areas, you know? Yeah. But yeah, really cool. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Okay. Uh, well, Ned, why don't we start with uh, you? Where can people find you? Where can people hear the subtle tones of your voice? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm on, um, uh, you can find me on Blueberry. Um, I'm an Eptis Stardust podcast. I'm also on YouTube and Eptis Stardust 30K. Um, just starting out there and doing some different things, but uh, hoping to see more over the holiday break and then next year. Nice. And uh, Big John, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me periodically on the Boys of the Golden Throne podcast. Um, we do have a Facebook page and a podcast that you can find on all major podcast majiggers, apps and such. Um, we are not as active consistently as uh, this podcast, so we'll preface Even with that. We We've haven't been, been around consistent. for a long time. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> consistent compared to us, though. You know, we've been doing it for four years or something like that, and I think we only have like 50, 55 to 60 episodes. So, okay. But yeah, um, and then my own personal uh, Instagram, which is maybe not always hobby related so for for fair warning but yes uh big john uh west hobby at instagram.com and every once in a while you might see me post something about uh heresy on there and then maybe in bits and you know bits and starts have actual serious amount of content maybe one of these days who knows (laughs) (laughs) sweet uh, and then Craig, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me Dust of a Thousand Worlds. Change my pot or change my Instagram handle. Um, and uh, you can find me with the Death and Betrayal podcast. And you'll see me at LVO. Yeah, brilliant. Ooh. And then uh, you can find me at uh, Crescent Edge Creative on Instagram. Uh, I am 100% going to get stuff posted. Uh, you say that really start uh, yeah i know i've I've got like a bank of things though so that way i can like feed it a little bit yeah um throughout next year so next year i'll probably put a little more focus on it um but uh you can find me there and as well i'm kind of the main the main handler for our uh, podcast uh, instagram at the dab podcast uh and then you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash DAB podcast. And you can always send us an email as well at deathandbetrayal at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out uh, Little Legend Studio, uh, his Patreon, as well as his blog uh, for the Tale of Heresy Gamers um, and for any painting tips and tricks you might need. And if you can't make it to LVO because we are sold out on the narrative side, uh, we do. he still does have a couple of tickets left, I believe, uh, for his painting course in Montreal on that same final weekend in January. 
Um, don't forget to check out Metters Miniatures and Broken Arrow 2000 as well, and check out Unreal uh, War Basing or Unreal Studios. Sorry, um, Unreal War Gaming Studios. Holy crap! They're not a sponsor, so whatever. They're getting free plugs. I just really like their bases. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, as well, uh, check out Battle Bling. Uh, they're providing us some prize support for LVO and Versatile Terrain. Um, always, uh, always a couple of nice guys. And uh, with that, keep our Keep those Geller fields up. Take care, Alex. Wait, didn't you didn't <laughs> you forget to plug something? Uh, for me to come. Are you not oh, going to yeah. plug your OnlyFans account? I thought you had an OnlyFans <laughs> account. You were <laughs> Yeah, yeah. See really sexy pictures of my torn ass Achilles. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, check out the push for Beta Garmin as well. Um, now that things have calmed down a little bit, I know I'm late with uh, December's update, but um, <laughs> hoping tomorrow I can put Phase 4 out. Uh, if Worst case scenario, Phase 4 will start January 1st, but it's still there as as a means for folks to uh, paint their stories like Ned's been doing. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's really just a canvas for everyone else to use. Um, so uh that'll that'll get through to the um adepticon horse heresy events as well which by the time this comes out we may have our uh, event preview up um hopefully uh we've had a pretty big tragedy in the horse heresy community there um but uh we are still going to be running yeah we are still going to be running events uh even in david's absence and it's just taking us a little bit of time uh, after being shook so um yeah make make sure you keep an eye on the adepticon horus heresy facebook page for uh news on that um, but there is five adeptus titanicus events this year if that's what? more your speed yeah five five five, five. jump on there check it out um Crazy. maybe come along play in the push for play play in the fate of beta garmin and adeptus titanicus i might play adeptus titanicus this year uh at least one nice. of the events we'll see that would be a good goal. That would be a good thing to do. Yeah. yeah. I usually just, like, fucking meander around, like, drunk, spending way too much fucking money at the the trade floor. But <laughs> um, And I'm yeah, driving and back again this things. year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yelling things. Uh, it's like my friends against, like, taking so many wizard drugs. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we've uh i'll tell you that story in a minute <laughs> we uh i i'm i'm likely going to end up driving back because i got a buddy who's moving from uh, new brunswick to edmonton and so he's got to drive and he's got to drive his dog so he's going to try to time his arrival uh for the end of um for the it sounds like my dog's misbehaving out there so i don't know if you can hear that but i'm sorry um and uh and um he's going to try to time his drive for uh, to get to Chicago kind of right at the end of Adepticon, and then we'll drive back with them, which means then I can pack the car full of stuff again. <laughs> Spend way too much money. <laughs> um, but right on. Uh, okay, real, this time, keep those Geller fields up. We'll catch Take up. care. <laughs>